0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And, as your continued source for all sports wagering information, bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your reward. Again, promo code B L E A B. That spells believe. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Believe in UCLA Football Podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register. And the Southern California News Group, and as always, I'm joined here by my co-host Josh Woods, former UCLA linebacker, getting ready for the playoffs. If you guys haven't had a playoff game, right, Josh? What's going on, man? First game on Sunday. First game of the playoffs is on Sunday. I saw the bracket, so it looks like the you guys are in out of the wild card round or the first round. I guess the you know two teams have a bye. I think
0: Um, who Who are you guys playing? The West Semi, yeah, we're playing against the Calgary St. Peters, um, led by another UCLA bro and Cameron Judge. So uh, it okay. should be a good one.
1: Okay. If you guys are listening from Canada, I've I've looked at the, the demographic and the regions in which some of our listeners are from. Obviously, a majority from uh, the United States, and, and there was a good little little chunk there from Canada. So for those in Canada, make sure you guys are tuning in and watching the CFL action in the playoffs. I mean, you should just be watching it anyways, just because Josh and there are other UCLA alums that are taking place in the pl- that are playing for their respective teams in the playoffs. But um, yeah, obviously make sure you guys are doing that and uh, see the representation for UCLA there. Uh, speaking of UCLA, uh, this is a UCLA football podcast, Josh. And um, there's, there's quite a bit to talk about um, the, the the CFP, the Stanford game, um let's just get into the Stanford game before uh before we forget about that and then uh we'll jump into C- some CFP stuff here in a minute but um just kind of your thoughts initial thoughts anything stand out to you from the Stanford game
0: I mean we just came out and handled business is you know it was a good get back on track game mm-hmm. um I mean but it's not what's out; it's who stood out you know but I mean he stands out yeah, almost every the, year. yeah <laughs> Zach Charbonnet, like what mm-hmm. more can you say? The yep. dude's a baller. Um, you know, and he he did what he hit the the number we always talk about. He hits this number win the game. hmm mm-hmm. He hit
1: his he, hundred yard mark and then some almost doubled that. Josh, he had this is so he had 198, which was his career high against Stanford. He tied that because he set his new career high against Utah which was also 190, and then he had 151, if I'm not mistaken, against Oregon. You're so dang close to 200. Should he not just – come on, can we just give him the extra two yards and get him over that 200 mark? He says he's not worried about it, but –
0: The last person to get 200 yards is what, Josh Kelly?
1: Probably it would have to be. It was So the running back to Josh Kelly, then you had Felt, and then you had Britton Brown, and then you had Charbonnet. Off the top of my head, that sounds about right. I would say Kelly, just because Felton kind of got used as a receiver and a a running back at times, or you know they weren't afraid to throw the ball to him out of the backfield. Um, Bryn might have. I know he had a. I don't think he. I don't
0: think he he touched two hundred.
1: I don't know if he touched 200. I mean, and, and then again, who is not a lot of people can touch 200. So it's not a knock on Britain for, you know, or, or any of these guys for not getting 200. But no, 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 not at all. No, it's, right. That's but a, yeah, that's, that's I mean, that, that's that's a lot of yards. That's a, that's a lot of. uh I just know like that, miles just on, on that
0: because the... he was splitting time with Charbonnet. So that's kind of hard. Right.
1: And, and that's the difference this year, just in general. I mean, even though Keegan Jones is getting involved and and mm-hmm. I mean, rightfully so, and getting some reps, Um, it, it it's that might be an interesting story i have to i, I write about um just the the carries there that because yeah it was kind of like a good little split with with um kelly to felt felt to britain britain to charbonnet and now it's probably more of like a uh 70 or 80 to like a 20 or 30 kind of split for for zach and keegan just off the top of my head there but um at least mm-hmm. it feels that way um maybe charbonnet just doing more with the with the carries that he's getting but yeah, Charbonnet's a guy, right? And um rightfully so. He was a offensive player of the week nominee in the pack for the Pac-12 conference. That went to Nix again for a second straight week. I think he threw like six touchdowns again. Um, but he was um Charbonnet was also considered a semi-finalist for the Maxwell Award, which goes to the best overall player. It's pretty much like the Heisman, um, except different people are voting for it. And obviously the Heisman's just a little bit more coveted, but uh, the Maxwell Award is voted on by sports writers and NCAA coaches. Um, so Charbonnet is in that mix, along with um, Ohio State's quarterback, CJ Shroud, Alabama's Bryce Young, Oregon's Bo Nix, USC's Caleb Williams. Those guys are all in it. And all those quarterbacks in DTR are also um, among a group of 40 that are in that class of 2022 that are up for the Davey O'Brien trophy, which I believe is the best uh, go, is awarded or voted or voted on for the best quarterback, um, in college football. So DTR is in that one. Uh, Charbonnet is in the Maxwell ward conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, what anything uh, stat line wise or or the way maybe uh, Charbonnet was was they I often I don't even remember how
0: many carries he had. Um, twenty one carries for one hundred ninety eight yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. But not only did he lead a team rushing. He also mm-hmm. led the team in receiving too. Yeah, like what 60 61 yards.
1: 61 yards he he totaled like so like it was like 251, no, 2 269, something on some 260 something or 259 I think was his overall total yardage. Um yeah, he he he's he was he's he's playing for keeps out there. Um Can can we um? Did you have anything else on Charbonnet or anything else stand out to you about him before I get into DTR real quick? Not that it's bad.
0: I just, I mean, I I think we we said it all. I mean, he's he's the man. So I mean, as long as Charbonnet keeps doing this, yes. I mean, he could get the two hundred in these next, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and if if they want him to, but I think the two hundred yard game is going to come versus SC. Ooh, I didn't think about that. It could,
1: and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the CFP stuff, because um, cause there's there's a little bit of debate going on. Even, I mean, we're 24 hours, like, removed from the college football playoff rankings being announced, and my, my Twitter mentions are still buzzing uh, from one of the tweets that I had uh, between USC and UCLA fans, so we'll get into that um, as well. But, Josh, man... I don't know if you saw my tweets during the game. I don't know what you were doing during the game.
0: I, I no. I I think I saw you're saying. Why was he still in the game? Get him out! Get him out of the game! What are we doing? <laughs> I just. Kept, I mean, I I kept seeing him because I was finally able to because I took played I don't on. Get it. We played on Friday, so I was actually able to okay. Um, watch majority of the game mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like he kept going into the tent and usually like. He is went he in the tent to... at least three times that I know of. Like, after every drive. Yes. And, like, the first time, I was like, oh, maybe he had to pee. You yeah, know? Right, right, I was right. was like, you, you know, give him a
1: pass on the first – because he didn't look hurt coming off the field or, or, or whatever. Maybe he just – Yeah,
0: I feel like they put it up. All right, they just let him go yeah. pee in there real quick, whatever. Right. But then he, when he kept going there, it's like, all right, what's going on? Because this isn't a game where, like, he needs to put his body on the line. Yeah. You know, it's comfortable. The defense is – stopping it, you know what there was never
1: a, there was never a point in the game where i'm like "Ooh, maybe dtr needs to be in just for one more drive just to uh make it a comfortable lead or or they were ever down in the game i just didn't get it like so he so he they were scraping him off the floor josh off the turf like i guess it's real grass at the rose bowl right um yes they just it's, put, i seen, uh, they just put new ad just, yep. yeah, they just put mm-hmm. new grass in there, some, some brand new grass in there. That's right. Um, I think that they put that in uh, when they were at Oregon, I think so. They had like a whole week or so to do. Um, he like they were scraping them, the linemen are like picking up DTR, and, and I'm just like, take the man out of the game. Fans are saying, yes, they should take him out, things as well. So it's just like. And in my head, and I was tweeting it, and and I was having fun with it. But at the same time, like, I already know what they were going to say. We were talking to DTR on Tuesday, and um, I don't think I necessarily asked him, but I think someone else did. Um, I mentioned he had it was a physical game, but he said, well, first of all, so I already know what the conversation would have been, even if they wanted to take him out. It would have been, hey, DTR, like, you know, what would have been? Oh, no, Chip Kelly would have said, we didn't take DTR out because he's a competitor and he you know he wants to play and then even if they wanted to take him out i know dorian and chip probably would have this conversation along the lines of um of dorian like fighting or, or making a case that he needs to stay in the game um so anyways he was asked about it on tuesday and dtr said like one he said he was fine everything's okay um and he spoke to the media after the game um, as well, which he normally does. So, no biggie there. Actually, he didn't talk on Monday like he usually does. He talked on Tuesday. So, when I heard he didn't talk on Monday, I was like, uh-oh. But... Something's up. I was like, something's up. But I guess they, they were very um, forward with it and saying he had a midterm um, on Monday. So, I'm like, all right, all right. So, then so, he was there. So, he was there on Tuesday, and he was it was fine. Uh, sounds like the midterm went well. He's doing fine physically. Um, he had mentioned after the game, he's like... I feel like I'm gonna be sore tomorrow. So I followed up and asked him that. I'm like, so how did you feel after the game? He says he feels better now. Um, so he he admitted it was a physical game and stuff, and, and he took some hits. Um, but you know, he said he's he's fine, it was no big deal. Um he said at no point in the game did there was there really a conversation about him getting out, um, which I was kind of surprised about. But at the same time, I think a lot of what DTR said is is. He wants to get the reps, right? And and it's all about the reps and and repetition and being consistent and stuff like that, which I get, and, and I can make an argument for because look at the Oregon game. You're coming off a bye week. Maybe you're, like, a little cold or it's a little – maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of a break your momentum from the first six games when you go undefeated isn't there. So I'm like, okay, maybe – or, or, or maybe it's just your first live-action back since the Oregon game, so you want to make the most of it. But I'm just like, dude, you're getting banged up. Like, it shows. Like, you're grimacing in pain. Um, yes, the receivers dropped balls, which were – it's a little uncommon. And it's not like it was just one guy in particular. But I'm just like, maybe DTR's not getting it there. He had, like, some tape on his arm, uh, DTR did. But then so did Charbonnet, even after practice. His left arm – and his left leg were taped up and since we were interviewing him and and you know how it goes Josh. when when we're kind of huddled around the person the player that we're interviewing like we're pretty close Mm -hmm. so i can see charbonnet's arm um it's like taped up to here like like on the bicep but even up to here it was still like you could tell he was scraped up like they were just you know it was a physical game like he was just cut up scraped up from I guess sliding on the field, you know. I mean, when you're running that damn hard, people are just trying to <laughs> do anything they can to but bring you down.
0: Got to get, yeah, got to get done by <laughs> any means. Even
1: safe. if, yeah. So whatever the case was, but these guys, uh, Charbonnet and and DTR both were like more or less just scraped up. Um, it was interesting, and I tweeted out during practice too that DTR had a glove on his throwing hand, and I'm like usually don't see that much unless it's cold. Heavy. It's cold,
0: rainy, like, yeah, or weird it's rainy. Conditions. but I'm just it, like, or you're like, you know, the quarterbacks that play with gloves, like a Teddy right. Bridgewater, but he doesn't but that's play. Never, that's yeah, that's, that's not really funny.
1: ever been a thing. My only thing, and I kind of forgot to ask him about it because he didn't have the glove on for the interview. um. So I forgot all about it, but I'm just thinking maybe if he did scrape get scraped up, cause he got scraped up on his throwing arm. So, maybe, if his hand got scraped up too, you really can't bandage that, especially if you're throwing the ball. So maybe a glove is the best thing I don't really know, but he looked fine throwing there was nothing wrong I don't mean to scare people. I'm just saying like it's
0: it's surprising though to have burns on grass, like were there yeah parts of the grass where the where like the paint was thicker or something like that.
1: I don't really know. Well, I mean, like, because I mean, why else would Charbonnet like be scraped up? It looked because it looked like a turf burn, but that's the thing. It, they're like, like, or a rug burn, you know, like when you get kind of dragged on the rug or whatever, whatever the case may be. But you're like, I'd
0: expect it at the Oregon game, but like, right? This is brand new grass. And, uh, and maybe Roseville grass is pretty soft.
1: And I'm trying to think, maybe, maybe, it, maybe it was the Oregon game, but I'm trying to like during practice, I would have noticed it before, but. I mean, I, it looked like Charbonnet was held up by some, some tape, but at the same time, he, they both look fine. So I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're injured in any way, but at the same time, I think the thing that's concerning about it is on Thursday, you had that Utah game against Wazoo and everyone thought the Cam rising, everyone was going to play and Cam rising 45 minutes or 30 minutes before the game uh, has a, conversation with with coach Whittingham and tells him he can't play because his knee was banged up from the USC game but even though after the bye and he was practicing during the bye fine and during the week but he just couldn't go before the game I don't I don't know why maybe and they had to travel so maybe maybe is it cold in Wazoo at this time so maybe maybe it got cold the knee got cold or something like that um so he he doesn't play they had some other guys not play it was a um a pretty uh gritty win that they had to get there in uh wa- for in in wazoo at the palouse but yeah so i think that's the biggest thing i was just kind of making note of for the glove is like hey like maybe there's something wrong with a hand and i didn't say there's something wrong with him but i'm just like if all of a sudden you see dtr not play maybe but i think he's fine i don't i don't see anything wrong with it um do you have his do you have dtr stat line there because i want to I mean, it's not necessarily going to say how many – well, maybe you get it from the receiver targets because some guys were dropping balls. Um, the sheet's not really going to tell you what balls
0: were dropped or who dropped he balls. He was, uh, yeah. yeah, 18 for 29 for with 199 passing yards. And then he rushed um, 13 times for 50 yards and a touchdown. Was he sacked at all? Do you have that in front of you? I don't
1: think he was sacked. Or I guess even the defensive stats would probably like have some sort of quarterback hurries or something. Let me let me try to look, look as well because I'm just like I'm just trying to figure out like because they it was did, a it oh, was they, a physical well, game, they had,
0: but they had uh, quite a few sacks. Uh, Stanford One, two, did. They had three. Oh well, there you
1: go. I guess I, I had
0: sacks. Yeah, I don't know how many
1: hurries, but three sacks. Right, but that could and it could be maybe situational too, just in terms of like, I don't know. It's just weird because you don't ex, you're not expecting that from Stanford. You just, I mean, even the score wouldn't indicate that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just get the man off the field because my thing is like, even if you want to say he's a competitive, because Chip said it before, he's a competitive guy, he's the most competitive guy on the team. Yeah, but you want to be competitive for other games. Like you gotta, don't do-
0: <laughs> yeah. As a, as a corner man, you gotta know when to pull your finger. Exactly. Out. That's what I
1: said. I forgot who I told. I think I said this on XM, but I said, I told somebody. If this was a boxing match, I would have thrown the towel, just not, not, not because he was do- being bad. He wasn't performing bad or anything. We already won. We already won. Like, just what are we doing? <laughs> What's going on here? So that's my big, my, my the and the biggest reason why I kept doing that. I kept tweeting that every time is because he he always misses a game or gets bumped out of a game early. And I I feel like I've mentioned that on the podcast before because of an injury or because he gets n- nicked up, scraped up something. And I'm like, Oh, is this going to be the game? It happens. But, the, and then even he, as he's slowly getting up off the floor, I'm like, why is he still in there? Why are we allowing this to become the game that is going to make potentially have him be out for the next game? You know,
0: or whatever the case. Yeah. Why even leave it up to chance?
1: Yeah. Like, what? Because, because if if he did get hurt, oh, well, you guys had a lead. Why, why, why why was he in? Because I could just see like that would have been the big story I was reporting on the rest of this week if he did get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, what? (laughs) I don't get it. Um, so I don't know. Have you have you guys ever had situations like that? I mean, that happened with Jake. That's what, how Jake Hainer looked after the UCLA game when the Fresno State played him last year. But the game was close. So yeah, the game's Hainer, on the line. Game's on the line. So if you want to stay in for that, sure.
0: Um, it was like thirty-one to thirteen or something. Well, I don't even know what the I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a known thing. Like when is cleanup time? You you know, mm-hmm. you put other guys. You put other guys in. It's not like they did anything impressive.
1: Either. I mean, they scored a touchdown in the third and in the fourth quarter, um, so those are fourteen points. Um, yeah, Stanford didn't uh, score till the end. Stanford didn't think, score yeah, and think, barely, I, like I, the very end, and they haven't scored I a touchdown. The, like I cut the game off before I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like, the game was over. Yeah. yeah, it was over. So it's I'm just like I'm not sure what we were doing there. Like, and even DTR or Charbonnet, I think was in for a while too like longer than he probably needed to be too but it is what it is. Um defensively, obviously you don't have a guy like Mo Osley having to get 17 tackles um this week but it was just kind of good. good to see him get back on track. Um anything stand out to you? I'm going to get to Bill McGovern in a minute. I'm assuming you he- you may have heard of it by now or heard it on the broadcast, but uh just anything
0: stand out to you in terms of of the numbers there? Um I mean for- just how like like you said, like not having a mode to have to get that many tackles, like it mm-hmm. was pretty, the tackles are pretty spread out and, you know, everybody handled their business, did what they had to do. Um, Pretty much, like I said, shutting down Stanford's offense, giving up a touchdown, which Stanford hasn't done in what three, they hadn't done in. A few games.
1: They did it at, like, the they scored in the beginning of the Notre Dame game, and then it was all field goals, and I think they won by field goals in that next game against Colorado or whoever they played. And then, yeah, so it, like, they kind of went to almost, the, within the three games, they may have scored on their first drive and then scored against UCLA in, like, the last drive. So, in between, like, outside of the bookend uh, possessions there, they didn't score a touchdown in three games, more or less. So, yeah, it, it was kind of, like, garbage time at that point where where they're kind of scoring at that point um but um so bill mcgovern was sick he was like a late scratch uh at the defensive coordinator for ucla because even on the broadcast he said oh we saw him yesterday so we're like we don't know what like what happened um do you do you can you make anything of that of of or have any experience of where your defensive coordinator's not there or someone who's calling in plays, or even if it's just like your position coach may not be there for whatever reason, like where that can change the dynamic at all, or just, I mean, he's in the box. So he's not like a presence necessarily on the sideline for them,
0: but I'm saying I've never, never, never had that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think they have such a well-oiled machine on defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really mattered. You already yeah. have your system in place. You have a lot of veteran guys out there, like I didn't notice the play calling being any, you know, mm-hmm. anything too different. There was really the no scene. mistakes. There was no like,
1: it was very fluid, right?
0: Yeah, like you, if you have a a coach, your coach missing from the sideline, that's that's mm-hmm. you know, you feel that, right? I mean, my I was used to having a lineback coach on the field, and then uh, my last year they put our outside linebacker coach uh, Jason Kafusi. In mm-hmm. the box, that was weird because every time I came off the field, there's no coach confronting me,
1: right? You know, right. Talking good or over, bad, like, right?
0: Yeah. And at the time, like we rarely ever even got on the mic. It would just be mm-hmm. relayed through other coaches. So it's like us as an outside linebacker group, we were right. meeting ourselves on the sideline, and that that was weird to me. But mm-hmm. having somebody not knowing somebody's in the box wouldn't really affect me because it's like we don't have we're on the sideline anyways. It doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, no, and, and and I think, and again, maybe that, like you said, they're a well-oiled machine, which is a good thing to have considering this is your first-year coach, or more or less, like, first year with McGovern as your defensive coordinator, new defense, new staff, pretty much. Uh, Brian Norwood is the only guy on that defensive staff that returned, at least from a um, position coach or coordinator kind of level. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was kind of impressed with just how they were able to handle that. Um, Chip Kelly said they called him on on FaceTime after the game. Um, It was they did the water celebration. I think Chip Kelly even joked that. Oh, yeah, McGovern dumped water on himself at the house or something. Uh, They had a good time with it. He was in the office and in meetings on Monday um, and didn't come back out onto the field and kind of be with the guys again on Tuesday. So, again, it's not like it was anything major. Who knows? Uh, could have just been something as simple as like maybe the stomach flu or or some, who knows? Like, and, and not anything that kept him out for more than a day or two, but uh, he was back out there. I saw him, he was fine. Um, and I expect him to travel to Arizona state this week. Um, I had something else for you, Josh. Um, oh, Darius Mouassau gets an interception, uh, returns it for five yards. The only interception of the game, uh, at least for UCLA on defense. And, but one thing he said was, Oh yeah. Um I he's like, I was waiting for that play to happen and I watched it on the bus ride over here. Are you guys watching you guys watching film on the like on the ride over? Like is that a thing?
0: That is that. Is, I mean, it can be a thing.
1: Oh uh, like, like do you just watch it on your phone? Like can you like or do they yeah, how, yeah, do, yeah, how yeah. does that you even can, go?
0: Or on an iPad or something. Oh iPad, yeah. I mean, you can okay. down, download film and you know, mm-hmm. do that type of thing. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, because he that, was like that's
0: a, a film study.
1: Yeah. He was like, yeah, on the way. I mean, maybe that's a benefit of, of being able to go to the Rose bowl from campus to the Rose bowl or whatever the case may be, but he made the most of that time. So I was impressed when he said that he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that on the bus ride over. And I like, I was kind of waiting for that play to happen and he was all over it. Right. And, um, and Darius said, you know, after the game, like, you know, he, he, he takes it seriously. Like, these are the things that, you know, he feels like he said himself, I feel like I'm the quarterback of this defense as the middle linebacker and you know i have to be able to to know where everyone's at or what's going on and and you know recognize things like that and he was able to jump all over that um as he saw it start to develop so good on him and i think you should find some comfort in that if you're a ucla fan um knowing you have a guy like darius there, someone that chip kelly's already already has given a lot of praise to and i think a um, bill mcgovern and others have as well but um to me didn't come as a surprise but just Not for me, it was not like, oh, yeah, we saw that earlier in the week, which I hear guys say on occasion, but he's like, no, like I literally saw that on the bus ride over. Like, I just thought that was pretty neat. Um, Yeah, your leading tackler, John John Vaughn, six tackles. Um, Did see him kind of hobble off the field there, if I'm not mistaken, um, against Stanford. Same thing in the last home game against Utah. Saw him at practice, looked fine. No biggie there. Um, Everyone looks healthy again, Josh, like. Which which is impressive because you have a lot of these other teams, as I mentioned, with USC and UCL uh with USC and Utah, both sides came out of that banged up. We talked about Cam rising there, for example. Um Jordan Addison still couldn't play for USC. Uh Gentry didn't play on defense for USC. Like guys got banged up in that. Um, I don't know if anyone on Oregon necessarily got banged up. I think in this I think on Sunday, something happened to Coda, though. I didn't see what – I think he took a big hit or something because they were even talking about it on, on SiriusXM when I was listening. And 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 but and he tweeted something out, but I didn't even, like, really look into it. But he's like, I'm all right. So I don't know if he took a big hit. I don't know if he got stretchered off or anything. But um sounds like Chase is okay with whatever whatever may have happened during that game. I'll have to check and see. But um, shout out to Chase Coda. Um, oh, Shay Bryant Shruthers. It's called for targeting, Josh. I think we're like two minutes left in the game. So you may have turned it off at this point, because um, was off. The game was off. Let me double check, but um, because 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 that's that's not that's not a good situation. Yeah, let's see, Bryant. Ooh, Josh. One, two. The third to last play of the game is when he got called for targeting.
0: So he has to sit off the whole oh, first next game. The, no, the
1: whole first half.
0: Oh I'm tripping. Sure because it's two yeah, halves. Yeah, the first half.
1: No, first half, yeah, two quarters, not two half. But hey, that's not that bad
0: But that's not that bad. It's because not because think about it. He played almost the entire half. Oh that's imagine true. if that if that's that true. hurt if that if that happened like the first play of the third quarter. Yeah, that's true. Or like the first play of a game. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you have to miss the whole but okay, you know. That's true. It's just, just one half.
1: Yeah, it's just one half. It just seems kind of like damn.
0: Like uh, yeah, like the game could have been over. You didn't yeah.
1: it's a little unnecessary. And I don't even remember what it was. I don't even think it was that big of a hit or something. I actually, well, I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and watch it, but I just thought that was a little unfortunate. Let's spend some time on the college football playoff rankings here a little bit, and then we'll talk more about it. Um, or We'll talk more about oh, the what-ifs. One, one last thing, ahead. though. Go mm-hmm. ahead.
0: I thought UCLA has to be the best team on fourth down. Is there a stat for that? There should be. Converting 5-for-5 um, five five in one game is pretty crazy. The offense converting 5-for-5? Five five? Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, there... Hmm. I don't know. I don't because I don't know if they measure that. Cause I think because a lot of people, a lot of teams don't go for it on fourth down necessarily.
0: I have to look at it. Up. Has somebody in analytics doing that?
1: Somebody has it. Somebody has it. I'll have to look it up. It might be another good story idea. Let me write that down. <laughs> no. Um, I'll look into that. That's a good point. No, because usually they kind of like on the even on a stat sheet, I think they measure like first down, third down. Um mm-hmm. so I but I fourth downs might be accounted for. I'll have to look into that. I'll get back to you on that one. Um, but five for five, you said. For
0: uh, uh for five in mm. one game,
1: it's a good stuff, I mean, yeah, they are going for it they're they're if anything, getting the confidence up on that, yeah, I mean, that's good, I mean, and if you have the opportunity to do so, I mean, why not? and it was a homecoming game, I think forty four thousand there in attendance, um, everything you expected, I think that happened in that game happened just in terms of having the defense look good. Um, having Charbonnet do his thing, have DTR do his thing. I thought that they, they this was a good game for them to get back on track. Um, I have questions from some Twitter folks. Maybe we'll do that in the next episode, Josh, because um, I don't want to forget those. But I want to talk about the CFP um, that came out on Tuesday, and we'll we'll talk more about that in the next episode too. But just more specifically with UCLA and USC, um, U- UCLA came in at number twelve and you had usc come in at nine so a lot of people so here so here's what i tweeted out that i mentioned at the start of the show that caused a little bit of uh um that still has my twitter mentions kind of buzzing here a little bit um and some of the ucla fans they're 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 holding their own in there and they're they're heckling they're they're going for it they're not heckling but they're 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 making sure to, to point out who's right and who's wrong um, so what I tweeted out, Josh, was uh, the case could be made that UCLA should be a head of U- USC in the college football playoff ranking because the Bruins beat Utah and the Trojans lost to Utah. Sounds easy, but for whatever reason, the playoff committee did not go with that. And of course, so here's both sides. The USC fans think, no, it's right, because they only lost to Utah by one point and the refs were screwing with them. And... U.S. and then and they think because of how many points. No, oh, they think that the Utah win doesn't matter as much for UCLA because they played them at home. And I'm like, but they won the game. I don't get like so so my but yeah, my,
0: but did you win?
1: That's what I'm saying. If it comes down to wins and loss, like it doesn't matter. Like, and any coach will tell you, it doesn't matter how you won, as long as you win and in and for the sake of tiebreaker situations and and everything else like would you not rather have the win or the loss like like i it, it doesn't matter how many points it was by it could have been um yeah again like it, i guess that was the case if if USC lost by one point then you Utah was one point better than you that day like i don't get it like what's the like sure the crowd was a factor and yeah uh maybe it would have been a little bit different um thankfully no one's saying like oh um it was a hard fought win for us or a, it was a it was a tough loss for USC because there was so much emotion with the 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 players that passed away they they were uh paying tribute to them on their helmets for utah and stuff like that and like i'm i'm glad no one's using that as an excuse but i mean you lost <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to take. do you do you have any like any anything to that? Like, does that, I don't know, if you're, if you're on the UCLA team currently, how, how are you feeling about USC being ahead? Because you, go ahead and I'll tell you more
0: after. Go ahead. I mean, let it, I mean, let it fuel you if you need it. But like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like we need to focus on now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, let's just win out, you know, focus one week at a time, win Mm -hmm. out, we're gonna have to play them anyways. Yep. So, you know, let's beat them. You know, finish the finish the season uh, eleven and one. Go to the Pac twelve championship. Handle handle whoever that is, who is probably Oregon. Mm. Get that rematch, win yep. that game, and then let's be worried about where we ranked.
1: No, that and like that's kind of the common ground that USC and UCLA fans are able to to um the two decide or at least kind of agree on is like we'll wait for the game to happen um but it, and then but then it leads to the conversation of like USC hasn't beaten a ranked opponent yet and other than now Oregon State is ranked so they won at home they won on the road at Oregon State um they I don't think they were ranked at the time I know they were kind of floating around no, as like team 26 27 yeah but so of course they're using that we have a ranked win i mean yes technically now you do you beat a ranked Oregon State but um it's interesting because like I'm trying to find out why USC would be ahead. And um uh, Boo Politics. Boo Corrigan of the CFP um more or less said that it's not our job to project forward. So it's not like you're trying to because even in the AP rankings, you had like Oregon, Utah, UCLA, like all kind of stacked next to each other because you know that would get decided, like when they played each other and stuff. But so if, if it's not like you're looking forward, and I'm like, well, these guys are going to match up so it'll settle itself out anyways. If you're not doing that, then what are you guys doing? What I, I heard some of the audio, because they do a conference call after with reporters after the CFP is announced. Um, they just said um, how the loss to Oregon, they kind of mentioned how the loss to Oregon may have factored into UCLA. He kind of mentioned it. He didn't really like give an explainer about it. But I think the the two score loss that UCLA had against Oregon uh, might be dragging them down, I guess. I don't know, but um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll be talking more about it in the next episode. Um, Josh, any initial thoughts just on, on this week, Uh, we're going to get into some questions. We'll get into some other things in the next episode. Um, But anything just again, uh, maybe just Stanford beating Stanford. I think, they had struggled to beat uh stanford in the rose bowl in some time now um I don't
0: the know. trees have been chopped i think we're you know the trees we're past that chopped. now this That's is a good. new era
1: yeah we got past that hurdle um you have another one against arizona state um they're playing in arizona state and we'll talk more about that game too but did you play it at arizona state before i would imagine what is yeah. the vibe like there uh in tempe it's kind of me
0: it's whatever uh, you probably. I mean, you have a rowdy student section. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, this time of year, the weather shouldn't be an issue,
1: right? Um, can you make anything of of having back to back seven thirty games? Like, is do you is it nice to have seven thirty? I mean, Chip doesn't like seven thirty games, but like um, knowing you have two in a row, like, are you it allows you to have some level of consistency? You know, you can take a nap. Is there anything you can make out of a especially for actually a road game at seven thirty? Um, how is that different from a road game, like, early in the morning? Like, how does that change for you guys? Um, if you could just sum that up in a minute or so.
0: Just how much time you, you to spend kind of laying around. Mm-hmm. I mean, my last year, you know, we didn't have many primetime games, so majority of games are, are late anyways. You mm-hmm. kind of have a rhythm with it yeah. as far as your schedule, you know, um, what time you get to wake up, what time you usually have meetings, what time you're um, maybe have a walkthrough, and then how much time – You have to, like, relax, but also, like, get ready, you know, Mm -hmm. consistently of you need to hydrate, you need to your routine. If you need to go get treatment, you need to stretch, Do you need to go on, you know, another walk, you need to shake out, you know, different things like that become um, pretty routine when you have more of them. So good thing they had it last week. And Mm -hmm. um, so it should help them go into this week. And I don't know what I don't know what time the Arizona game is.
1: Yeah, no, it's like or. Uh, they haven't announced it yet. They usually do, but they haven't. Um, but for those of you who are listening to this one, whether you are at the gym, you're in the car, you're laying down, ready to go to sleep. You're just waking up. You're in the middle of work or whatever you're doing. Stop what you're doing and either go download the other episode or go queue it up because that episode's coming up next. We're going to be talking about um, Arizona state a little bit more in detail. Um, and what Chip Kelly and the boys said about that, and then also more some CF, CFP stuff and your questions from Twitter. We'll be answering that in the next podcast. Um, thank you again, Josh, and a special thank you to everyone listening to the Believe in UCLA Football Podcast presented by Bet Online.